Welcome to the Theology Research News Podcast. I'm Nathan Betts. Theology Research News brings news from KU Leuven's Faculty of Theology and Religious Studies to a worldwide academic audience. Today, I'll be speaking with Professor Mate Slambrichs about an unprecedented research opportunity in religious studies, one that investigates the oft-forgotten religious character of Europe's history, both recent and distant. Professor Lambrichs is professor at KU Leuven's Faculty of Theology and Religious Studies and is a member of the research unit, History of Church and Theology. Thank you for joining us today, Professor Lambrichs. As one of the founders of RERIS, you're perhaps the most qualified person we could even speak to about this program. So for our listeners today, could you tell us exactly what RERIS is from your perspective and what it aims to do and also what it means for scholars of theology in Europe and beyond? RERIS means research infrastructure for religious studies. Mm. And as you know, when you apply for a grant in the European community, you need a word that says it all, and that when you do not know the, uh, the meaning of the abbreviations, doesn't say anything. <laughs> but research infrastructure and religious studies, that are the two main elements of this project. What we try to do in the project is to bring together the rich heritage of leading European institutions together and so to promote the exchange between these institutions and to create the opportunity for other people in other institutions to benefit from what we have in these nine institutions. Mm. And what is interesting, I think, is that within that framework, what we have in Leuven is very much appreciated and plays an important role in accelerating context between scholars. Mm. So that this was in many respects your idea, was the idea behind Reyes to expedite these connections uh, apparently before there were things that needed to happen, but it was just impossible, so... Uh, Let us say that uh, one of the major complaints you could hear everywhere in European theological faculties and institutes for religious studies that was that Europe was was not interested in the study of theology and religious studies. You Mm. could hear that everywhere. Mm. And thus, uh, there was an initiative taken by some uh, institutions, uh, that was the FG in Bologna, Leuven, uh, Apeldoorn, to try to get a project within the framework of uh, Horizon 2020. Mm. It was a very challenging thing. We worked on that for about one year, and we could find partners everywhere. We found partners in Bulgaria, we found partners in Poland, also leading institutes in, in, in Hamburg, um, also in Paris. And thus, with that construction, mm-hmm. we applied for a grant and we were successful. And in the grant, we put two things together. The first element is that uh, we need to create a forum for young researchers so that instead of being somewhere six months, that uh, for their specific research focus, that they can be for two weeks in a place. Mm. So that's the reason why we in the near future will again welcome here in Leuven a 
about eight to ten young researchers yeah. who will be here for two, uh, two weeks and who have a very specific research question for which they hope, and I say they will, find an answer here yeah. in Leuven. Yeah. So that is important, the first thing, exchange of scholars and ideas. And the second is that we try to make available the many archives and the many rare books available, for instance, in Mainz, in Bologna, in Paris, and of course here in Leuven, yeah. make, making them available uh, through a common machine, as I used to say, mm -hmm. so that you can easily see what the others have. And that is the second big challenge, uh, making available precious, uh, precious material to scholars all over Europe. Mm -hmm. And in that regard, it is, uh, it's good that we are sitting here in this room, in our Center for the Study of Vatican II, for here in this room, the biggest digitization project of our faculty mm -hmm. has come now to an end, that all the personal papers of Cardinal Willebrands, Cardinal Willebrands, secretary of the Secretariat for the Promotion of the Christian Unity between 60 and 68, and thereafter its prefect up to 1989, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. And that uh, project is now finished, and on the 29th of March, mm -hmm. you will see then that you can read in Sofia, you can read in Utrecht, in uh, Oxford, you can read online all the documents, all the documents uh, related to these personal archives of Cardinal Wilbrands. And important to know is that Willebrands was a real Dutch cardinal. Mm. That means he preserved everything, <laughs> even the cards he received for his birthday. And that's, uh, it's a, a unique collection, and you can, thanks to his um, uh, papers, you can follow the ecumenical movement from 1934 up to the day that he stepped down as prefect of the Pontifical Council for Ecumenism. Mm. This is really unique, and thanks to private sponsors, this will be available to the whole research community in Europe and abroad, and fulfills one of the real, uh, really great targets of Reyes, mm. making available through the new media of important material. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the Vatican II archives where we're actually recording this podcast today. Um, what are some of the, the other projects that are currently um, being funded by Reyes? Scholars you know, are traveling around Europe to conduct this research. Could you give our listeners some sense of the other projects that are currently underway? Well, let, me, uh, let me mention the stay of two Italian researchers here in Leuven. Um, they were working on two Jesuits, uh, uh, one of them Father Mistian, and w we didn't know that, but Father Mistian was not only an important Jesuit here in Belgium, but he was during the Second World War uh, the one of the driving force behind uh, Radio Vaticana uh, in the resistance against the Nazis. Thanks to the coming of a, a scholar from, uh, from Italy, Raffaella Perrin, uh, 
we discovered that he played an important role in the resistance and she discovered that we have all the works of Father Mistian here in our library in Leuven. Hmm. And that is exactly what we, uh, what we are aiming at, that we have a combination of enriching our knowledge and helping researchers who are looking for the right material. Mm -hmm. uh, another example was the coming of a, of a German scholar who wanted, who wanted to get a better idea about the role of women in the Second Vatican Council. Mm -hmm. So she came to Leuven and she was the first who, during two weeks, was going systematically through the files of Professor Grothuis, mm -hmm. looking for material and finding material about the role of women at the Second Vatican Council. She is the first who has done this kind of work here in the archives. The archives came to our faculty uh, in 2017. So that is an opportunity for her, but also an opportunity for us to, to get a better idea of all we receive from our benefactors, like for instance Professor Jodas. Right. So stimulating research, uh, also showing that Leuven is an excellent uh, place to be, and not only because of the beer or the chocolate, but also, <laughs> Which is reason enough. <laughs> but also because of the rich material we have available here. Yes. Yeah. And that's something I couldn't help but notice is the, the involvement that uh, KU Leuven has in, in all but one of the work packages associated with, with RERIS. And I was just wondering if you could say a little bit more about why is it that so many people are coming here when there are so many participating institutions? There are at least four reasons. The first is that we are the oldest participating institution and all the others were founded after 1432. <laughs> the first thing. The second thing is that we are, as Faculty of Theology, uh, fully integrated in a comprehensive university, and we have the luck uh, and the advantage that we collaborate with institutions in the Faculty of Arts, uh, with CADOC, in the central library, mm -hmm. and that on the level of archives, on the level of precious books, on the level of digitization, on the level of preservation of archival material. Mm -hmm. That's the second thing. The third thing is that our library, our faculty library, is a gift of the Catholic community of Flanders. Mm -hmm. All we have here, we received it in a sense. Uh, we. We have in our library the collections of the Jesuits, the collections of the Dominicans, of the Franciscans, of the Oblates, and so thanks to all the Capuchins, and I can continue, mm -hmm. and thanks to this generosity <coughs> of the Flemish orders and congregations, we have the biggest, the biggest physical theological collection in the world. Yeah. You can simply check that when you go to the list of Atla, when it has to do with a physical collection, Leuven has the biggest uh, collection. And we have not only for the 19th and the 20th century, but we have more than 180,000, some even say 200,000 books uh, of the period before the French Revolution. This is really unique, mm. and it is all in one and the same place preserved. Yeah. So for many, for many of the young researchers, 
uh, coming to Leuven is a great opportunity to spend at least two weeks in their career in doing work. Mm. What we also do, and that is something that we will organize next year in February, then we will have uh, a study week for young students from the other institutions who come to Leuven to co become familiar with, for instance, how to restore a manuscript, how to describe a previous book, mm. how to scan, what are the challenges of OCR and things like that. That is for next uh, year in February. And in March, we will then have uh, a workshop together with uh, Braples Publishers about how to, uh, yeah, how to deal with the challenges that are related to digitization, mm -hmm. uh, to the use of uh, big data and things like that. Mm -hmm. And again, the fact that we are part of a comprehensive university gives us the opportunity to share and to ask to share expertise with other institutions. For instance, we have a very good collaboration with Libis, we have a very good collaboration with Kaduk, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So, And that makes Leuven an attractive place, mm -hmm. and not as you think other physical advantages in the form of drinks and so on. <laughs> exactly. I wonder if you could give our listeners a sense of the scope. How many people have participated in, I guess, there have been two rounds uh, of applicants now to the Rares project. How many people are participating? How many applicants have there been? Uh, no, for the second round, for the second round, we have 42 applications, uh -huh. 42, and 18 of these applicants want to come to Leuven. Uh -huh. So that means that about 40% uh, of the applicants uh, want to come to our uh, university and our faculty. Mm -hmm. And they come from everywhere. They come from everywhere. You have applicants coming from Poland, from Bulgaria, uh, coming from Georgia, coming from, uh, from Russia even, uh, just to get the opportunity mm -hmm. to do research here. Mm -hmm. And it is on, the, on a very broad level. There are people who are coming here because they are interested in the study of uh, the vernacular. Um, uh, the use of the vernacular in, the, in Bible translations. Mm. We have people who come to Leuven because they want to compare two Gospels, the one of Mark and the other of Matthew, both uh, written in Persian and only present here. Uh, you have people who want to come to Leuven in order to, wor to work on the archives of Willebrands. Mm. Uh, others want to do work on Nostraitate and the role of the Smet. So there's a rich diversity of things that you can can do in Leuven. And what is interesting that is that we do not have that we do not have a limit in topics and a limit in uh, in, uh, in in countries. The only thing is that you belong to you a country that is related to the Euro European Community. But when you have, for instance, like in the last round, when you have somebody who is interested in the edition of uh, texts in Syriac and he wants to come to Leuven, then he comes because we have the expert in the field in Leuven, Professor mm -hmm. Tölle. Mm -hmm. So the man comes for 14 days and has the opportunity to work with Professor Tölle to discuss his, his dossier with him and to do research here. So mm -hmm. it's really, as it were, uh, the professor, as in the good old days, one professor with one student and the one student can fully benefit from the expertise and the time of the professor. Mm. I think it's a unique opportunity. 
I must say that I'm even a bit jealous. I never had this opportunity in the past, mm -hmm. so it's a pity that I was born so early in history. <laughs> shortly after 1432, as you know. <laughs> yes, you've been here to see it all. Uh, well, before we conclude, I, I just wondered if you could share your thoughts as to what you see as being the future of Rerus and its overall contribution to the study of theology and religious studies in the European context. What do you think the legacy of, of this project, if it extends, uh, will be? In the previous uh, two months, we were already preparing a, a new dossier um, for the European community. So we are now applying for <coughs> we are applying for a new grant uh, for two years, with also with more partners, so that uh, in the long run we can apply for a, a longer durée project mm -hmm. of about ten years with the European community. Mm. That's the ambition. But uh, now we hope that we get uh, an approval for this uh, new application so that we can really focus on how to bring together form and content. Mm. For one of the risks I think is that we focus too much on machinery, that we focus too much on the new technical possibilities and that we are forgetting, forgetting that the first and for most important thing in humanities is the content. Mm. And that is what we try to combine, and that makes us unique. You will find people with an enormous expertise on the level of content, and you will find people with an enormous expertise on the level of machinery, mm. but what we need is to bring them together. Mm. And that is uh, what we are preparing, and what we think that will be the future uh, of research in theology and religious studies. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Professor Lambrichts. Um, and thanks to you all for listening. For those who want to know more about RERIS and how they can apply to the program or find out more, please visit the theolo uh, theologyresearchnews.com or rerus.eu, which is R-E-I-R-E-S dot E-U. If you like what you heard today, please don't forget to subscribe to the Theology Research News podcast and to follow Theology Research News on Facebook. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.